You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne and this is Kilcullen Diary. When several dozens of people joined in the recent inaugural Family Ramble, organised by Two Mile House Biodiversity and Heritage Group, they were in very solid hands in terms of the speakers guiding them through their locality. Jasmine Harding of Butterfly Conservation Ireland provided an in-depth commentary of the biodiversity in a landscape literally with its roots in the last ice age. And John O'Brien recounted the much more recent experience of the railway age in Harristown that began in the 1880s and ended in the 1950s. The Sunday afternoon event attracted a very large number of participants from Two Mile House, Kilcullen and Brannockstown, and included dozens of children out for the day with their families. For Jesmond Harding, it was an opportunity to bring to life what lay beyond the hedgerows. Jesmond is a specialist in Lepidoptera, butterflies and moths, and he was able to point out to those on the ramble just how unusual and important the Harristown Common is. The commonage is a really, really great place for biodiversity because the surrounding landscape is mostly consists of moraines, really rich soil, lime-rich soil, great for stud farms, etc. Good agricultural land. The commonage has soils that are have, have, are strongly impede drainage, so you get water. The water table is very high, so you get a lot of specialist plants and animals that depend on that type of habitat. So, for example, principally. The marsh artillery, which is our only legally protected insect, protected under the 1992 European Union Habitats Directive, that has a strong population here. And I've been monitoring that since 2006. It's also been monitored by, by National Parks and Wildlife Service as part of their reporting to the European Union for the species health in Europe because it's a protected species. So we have, we have other rare butterfly species as well. It's actually quite ecologically complex. There's a range of wetland habitats present in the site. So it's a very unusual place, especially in this part of Ireland. For those who were taking part on the day, having an expert who is very committed to wildlife and biodiversity conservation was going to hopefully imbue them with a similar enthusiasm. At the very least, they were going to come out of this with a greater awareness of their own locality. Yeah, I'll be pointing out the, the various plant and tree species to people and letting them know what's in their locality. Because, you know, you, you drive through it down country lanes and country roads and you, you're, people are in a hurry and they don't notice what's around them. And I think when, when you notice, you know what's there, you, you bond with it more. You have more of a relationship with, with the countryside and you care about it more. So that's one of the reasons I, I've agreed to do this talk. There's also a fen at the common which Jesmond Harding believes is actually in much better shape than the well-known County Kildare-preserved Pollardstown Fen, for what he suggests is a very good reason. The, the fen here, the, the wetlands ecologist for National Parks and Wildlife Service told me, Morris Egan is his name, he said the fen here is actually in better condition than Pollardstown, which when I thought about it, I thought, actually, yeah, it is. It, it's because Pollardstown has been neglected, it's not being grazed, 
it's become dominated by one or two species, especially Phragmites. You know the really tall reeds? It's become dominated by those. And in other words, what's happened is there's kind of a natural monoculture developing on the site. And it, it isn't actually that natural in the sense that the landscape was meant to be grazed. I mean, research going back that looked at the landscapes of Britain over the last few thousand years we now believe it wasn't blanketed in a forestry. It was a mosaic of grassland and woodland habitats. So it was meant to be grazed, so Palestine should be grazed. Organised events like the family ramble of that day attract particularly a great number of children and also people from a wider area who don't necessarily have a great deal of knowledge about its importance. I think it's a wonderful opportunity to let people know what's in their area because they're more likely to want to look after it and love it and defend it and care for it. And when they see something going on, they'll say, I don't like that. That's ruining that. We need to cherish what we have left. We have very little left. Ireland has the lowest biodiversity intactness in Europe, apart from Malta. I mean, and it's in the bottom 10% in the world. We we are really not in a a good way at all. We, We really aren't. I mean, when you fly over Ireland in an aircraft and you look down below you, you see very little natural land. Jesmond Harding. When the group continued on past the Harristown Domain, originally part of the vast Latouche banking family land holdings, they had locally reared John O'Brien to talk about the generations of that family who had lived there until 1921. He told me that the Harristown area is a microcosm of the history of those times. Nine generations of Eustaces lived in the in the townland there before it. So there are kind of small little remains there, and you can see quite a bit still of the kind of canal systems and things like that that some of the some of the, the generations had. So we'd, we'd be able to take a look at that. Um, a few words about the the Latouches, and then we're going to walk up. We can't go right up into the, the station itself. It's an operational farm, but uh, I come from the station master's house there. We can go up above the, the station master's house and just get a good kind of a panorama and talk about all the station masters and uh, what they got up to in their time in the area as well. So that's Tell me about the station master's house. How are you involved there? So I grew up in the station master's house. So basically, um, they, there was a farm there. It was the Humphreys that were one of the tenants of uh, the Latouches. And um, when the railway was built in the 1880s, compulsory purchase order went straight through the farm, cut it in two. But uh, my father and his mother, the two of them, went to the auctions in 1960, and they bought the, the you know, a big stretch of railway bank, which essentially was just what was originally on the farm. So uh, I grew up there, and uh, when I was young, I guess we had a lot of the station masters and their descendants, which, not the station, but their descendants, of course, would have called into the house and were interested in, in where. But it's a fascinating history. I mean, there's there's the, some very interesting station masters there and some kind of uh, curious uh, characters lived there and some of them uh, got very much assimilated into the local community here as well. There's actually a little railway row almost in Cockenstown uh, Cemetery where two of them are buried and several children of the, the station masters who died in the house there are, are as well. Like One thing I'd be very keen to do is anyone with memories of the station just to kind of try and you know maybe get into the County Council archives. Maybe. John O'Brien. He lives in Dublin now, but has retained a fascination with the Harristown Railway era and runs a Facebook page devoted to it. He has recently taken an oral history course run by Kildare County Council's Heritage Officer Bridget Lachlan and hopes to extend the knowledge of the place. 
The family ramble after noon was blessed with good sunshine, and everyone involved had a really great day, their appetite whetted for more of similar local interest. The Two Mile House Biodiversity and Heritage Group has plans already in place to provide just that. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Kilcullen Diary. Thanks for listening.